everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 4, Episode 14. It's called Clues. So, full spoilers for the episode. As always, this episode sees the Enterprise, well, the crew of the Enterprise pass out for what seems to be 30 seconds, but there is a number of those titular clues popping up to suggest that there was actually more time in that passing. And bizarrely, Data, who was not affected by the, the reason that everyone get you know knocked out, of course, because he's not, you know, a living being, he's an android, seems to be very cagey and very almost distrusting of uh, his information. Like he seems to be covering something up, and this makes everyone very suspicious, including Picard. Uh, so that is the premise of the episode. Uh, the mystery behind, you know, what happened in the missing day is very much what it is. So, uh, Connor, how did you feel about Clues? Uh, I thought this was actually quite a fun episode. Uh, I think there was a, a, a couple of key beats towards the end where I feel like it was trying to do the big, uh, as you get in any sort of mystery uh, you know, movie, or the, the big aha beats. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, okay, we're, we're already there as an audience. But those handful of moments aside, I did think it was pretty fun. I think I agree with that that part. Uh, there was a moment when we could sort of see how things happened. Well, not even so how much we saw. How, yeah, no, it's, when we have, it's when we see exactly what happened and we actually get to see the, the, the sequence play out. It felt like it was rushing through all the bullet points of things that it had to check because of all the clues that we'd set out for the rest of the episode. That aside, though, I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, I, I The actual mystery elements, all the... I mean, the mystery itself, like, the, the the weird, like, what happened in that day and why is Data hiding it, um, it does raise some interesting Star Trek-esque uh, thoughts. So my favourite scene of the episode is the characters are quite smart. The, the characters sort of reason out that once they're aware there's this missing day, that there was this planet they were going to that seemed Class M at first, but then after their knockout section, you know, session, there was this weird anomaly where now it's reading as this other planet, which is all helium-based and whatever, this is all very fishy, but they basically conclude that they're quite smart. You know, Picard, Riker, and co, they're, they're standing there on the bridge, and they say, look, what if, okay, so we've established, and this is quite far in the episode, so they've established that we were probably awake during this time, because Worf had this broken wrist, and it was fixed, which suggests that at least he and Crusher were both awake in this day, and they've forgotten about it. And they conclude that maybe everything that's happening is because there was a conflict and maybe we won but if we won then why are we doing this then maybe we didn't lose so we in some sort of agreement or some sort of stalemate and that's why data is refusing to you know even though it's going to completely ruin his starfleet career because he's clearly withholding something but even under a direct order he will not tell him why he just keeps saying he can't he will not explain what happened he is outright refusing to, to you know corroborate yeah and picard gets to this point look i think you know, him and Riker basically agree that we may actually be interfering with a stalemate, we may actually be ruining whatever peace we created by agreeing to whatever we did in this missing day. And I could live with that. That would be okay. I, I would I would eat the mystery, I would accept it, and we would move on with our lives. But Picard says, but if we do that, then Data will never be trusted as a member of Starfleet, and his entire career goes. So I love that the motivation to poke the bear is fundamentally Data saying, no, my son is going to ruin his life and I'm making sure this is fixed. I'm not just going to move on. Because because that is the casualty. Everything else would be fine, but the casualty is that Data's reputation and his trusting, uh, you know, his, his trust would be lost to Starfleet. Yeah. And 
Uh, that 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 for me was the scene of the episode because it was like Picard saying, "Okay, we've kind of figured. We don't know the details, but we've essentially figured out where this is going. We know what this is without the details, you know, specifically. But this is the problem. This is what it's about now. Is that we have to figure it out because if we don't prove that Data is in the right by doing this, then that's his. He's that's it, he's over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. uh, they, they may uh, at one point point out, look, you're going to be taken apart and figure out what mm. went wrong. You, you know, the, you will basically be dead." Uh, that's that's what you're putting yourself up through, and I think this kind of leads to what my one big logic inconsistency that you kind of have to overlook to enjoy this episode, because mm-hmm. there is one major point, and and that is of course, um, I think it becomes clear, you know, reasonably early in the mystery, you know, uh, that Picard is the one that's ordered Data to, you know, not tell him all this. Yeah, that, that's I, I part think... of the agreement. Probably about the halfway through the episode, give or take, once you realise that Data's devoted to not giving this information up no matter what, it's like, and, well, okay, who could order this that he would take this as, as gospel and not break it no matter what? It's going to be Picard. Right, and, and Picard even kind of gets onto that line at some point where he's like, did Starfleet order you not to tell me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's, he's kind of thinking the same thing. So it, it proves the episode knows that we're thinking this. I don't understand why Data couldn't tell Picard at the end of this, no, you ordered me not to do this. You know, look, you trust me. We know you trust me. You have, you know, you've made me, you know, made this promise I can't tell you about. You've made me, you know, ordered me not to do this. Can you take that, you know, I mean, out of my word for that? And I feel like Picard might be able to go along with that. And at no point, Data doesn't really try that. That's the one, like, logical inconsistency I have to kind of get over to enjoy the episode. But if, if I can just remove that, have a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that per se. I kind of get Data just being such a stickler that he won't even admit that. He won't admit anything because the whole point is mm-hmm. that he's like, nothing happened. Like, so it's all... No, you know. I get it. But at the point where like Picard pulls him into the office, it's like, look, you, you, there's going to be a court-martial here. It's going to go badly. Do, do, can you tell me anything? I think at that point, I feel like Data could just be like, look, you ordered me not to do this. And, and you know, yes, last-ditch effort. That would, that would be admitting that there's something that happened that, he, that no one knows about. That'd be admitting that there's this time. Right, but, they, but they've already figured that out. They've already confirmed. They have. They have. But Data has never actually <laughs> admitted that. Data has said, you know, in theory, this sounds like something, <laughs> but he never yeah. actually says, yes, no, this happened. He never I, does. I, I get it. I get it. It just so, bothered me a little bit. So I'd have a problem with that. Yeah, honestly, my only complaint is really when we do get the flashback of when they they met this alien race for the first time, this this being takes control of Troy's body, and that's kind of teased throughout the episode because she's having these headaches and these weird like moments. Is that it feels like they have to like hit all these bullet points in the dialogue that I didn't really feel they needed to hit. Where yeah. she she says at one point, "Oh yes, we can wipe everyone's memory, but it will take some time." Maybe about a day of Earth time, and I'm like, why did you have to specifically say that? Like, we you don't have to point out that it's going to be the, the window of time that we know it took. It's fine. Yeah. We can we can get to that. We can you know reach that point on our own. To it's say fine. it'll take some time. Yes, is is I get you want to establish that that that's why this, this yeah. was a day, right? And um, but we'll, we we've spent the whole episode knowing it's a day. Oh well, you know. 80% of the episode knowing it's a day. Yeah, it just it felt like it was speaking down to me a little bit that I had to specify exactly the, the same amount of time I've been hearing all episode, and it's fine. Like, we get it. If you just say a little time, we'll know what it means. Yeah, it was that, and, and it was right before this, where, um, before all this sequence of where um, Data's kind of starting to come clean, uh, and, you know, it's, it's where he tells Picard, no, it's, it's you were the one that ordered me 
to do this. And it does the big, like, tracking close-up on Picard's face. Like, it's this big shocking reveal. I'm like, you're overplaying it a tad here. Come on, we figured this out. Yeah, I... The thing with this is that I kind of appreciate it, and, and maybe they should have played it slightly differently, where play it less as a shock that that's what happened and more a sort of touching beat for Picard that Data, no matter what, wasn't going to break his order that he, that he received. Mm. Uh, there's, there's another tactic to play the emotion of that that may, maybe they could have went down. Um, I like the moment, though. I, 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 think, it's, I think it's uh, all good fun. And then, you know, the, the characters, like, we see what happened uh, in this initial meeting and we come back to the, the present day where, again, Troy's been taken over. It's like, okay, this failed. And Picard explains to the alien that, well, okay, you want privacy because that's what this is all about. They don't want anyone to know they exist, right? And they were willing yeah. to, like, destroy everyone for that. And Picard made a deal saying, hey, how about you wipe her memories, it, send us on it, our way. In their defense, they've never needed to destroy anyone before. It was only because of data that, that was a problem here. Usually yes, that wormhole, yes. you just, and they moved it, and it's just like, you know, and they did everything, and it just worked because, you know, that that was, the, the illusion was complete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because of data, obviously, yes, uh, they come up with this plan. But it's failed. And Picard's like, well, hold on a second, hold on a second, you'll have to destroy us now. There re- there's a reason why this failed. And he talks about it, because the, the opening of the episode, of course, is him. Uh, they're all sort of like having some spare time. They're on leave or whatever. And Picard's in the uh, the hollow deck doing more of his, uh, you know, 1930s noir PI nonsense. Gaining's yep. there, getting in the fun. Who, who and- then... No, never shows up for the rest of the episode. No, notably. Uh, but it sets up this uh, the theme of the episode being solving mysteries, and that's what the fun of this type of story is. It's like, who murdered this guy in front of them? Mm. So Picard explains to the alien, look, human beings, we kind of like latch on to mystery. If there's a mystery we have to know, we have to like, look, you know, if we find a clue, we have to look for another clue, and then we have to keep getting more clues until we've gotten to some sort of conclusion, and we'll never let it go. So all we have to do is we've learned now what the clues were. Because obviously we haven't mentioned, the, the thing that kind of gives it away that sets the ball rolling is that Crusher, uh, you know, just as a hobby, has like some sort of like fancy alien plants or whatever she's growing. And she know she know it's after this, you know, was supposed to be a 30 second pass out moment of them going through the wormhole. It, like these things have grown like in about a day's worth of growth. So it's like, wait, how did this happen? And there are some interesting counterpoints to this where like, I think it's Jordy says, well, why didn't our, you know, beards grow in? Like, why, why don't we have need to shave? <laughs> constantly, constantly he's concerned about the beards because yeah. when the answer is given later on, he's like, ah, that explains the beards. <laughs> yeah, it's stasis, whatever, something, something. Stasis field, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, what's funny though, is that now there's technically two missing days uh, because they've yes. had to do it again. And I, <laughs> I love the idea that there'll be one... Because one of the things as well, actually, that I, I noted throughout the episode is that they kept assuming Data is the only one who could have done this to the ship's internal clock to try and trick us. And Jordy says, only me or Data could have done that, and it wasn't me. But when we actually find out what happened at the end, no, everyone was involved. Everyone, like, assisted in, in the charade. So Jordy probably did do that himself. Uh, is part yeah. of the fun part of it, I think. The idea that, I mean, it could have been data as well. I mean, I think it doesn't really matter. The point is they're, they're the only ones who had the knowledge who could do it, just, you know, go off and sneak around and do it, right? But with clearance, I'm sure more people could. Uh, no, that's not what I took from the way he said it. He said that the other two people on the ship that could do this or him and data. Okay, that's not how he I, said took it. It, I took it more to mean those were the two with clearance in like that engineering department for that sort of thing. No, I took it more as know-how. Like, literally no one else in the ship just no, would know how to do it. Um, 
And yeah, it doesn't actually matter who did it, you're right. But what I'm saying is, is that it wasn't this like data sneaking around the ship doing all these shady things while they're all asleep. I, this was, at first, th- I didn't think it was going to be. This was Picard saying, all right, everyone, let's clear everything up, right? You know, engineering, start clearing this shit. You guys over there do this. Like, it, it was everyone was doing it. So it, it was just an interesting idea that Data looks so suspicious throughout the episode. And obviously, it's an episode of Star Trek Next Generation. We expect that Data's name will be in the clear by the end. And we expect that he'll, or at least if he has done something kind of iffy, there'll be some sort of like moral uh, sound reason why we might side with them or have empathy for why he made that choice. But. You know, as you're going through the episode, he's been treated as like, oh, he's been suspicious and he's like dodging questions and he's been... Because I actually, I also really like the scene where they have him in the uh, in the meeting room and he gives some sort of like, like theory. Vague potential to... theory. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, there's this theory there. I mean, I guess that could be a thing. Well, there's a theory about the, the growth of the, uh, the planet specifically. Right. Uh, and he gives this theory, he stands up, gives a big speech and then he leaves the room and then Picard turns to Worf and Jar says, do you believe him? And be frank. And Jordy, who actually, you know, knows what he's talking about, says, yeah, not at all. <laughs> like, I don't even know why he would even use that theory to try and explain this. That's about energy. It's not even about matter. It's not about this. It's not about that. It, you know, immediately, he's at, he's poking at these questions. He's poking at these things that Data's doing. Um, which, in and of itself, the fact that Picard is... <laughs> that he acknowledges there's enough of a discrepancy here in what he's been told has happened from Data uh versus everything else and in fact one of the things that i liked uh about how he talks about data in this episode is when when crusher comes and says hey there's something fishy going on here like these plants are growing you know much further than they should have in in 30 seconds uh picard says look the, the ship's computer's telling us this that the records and the transport rooms telling us this and above all else commander data told us this so he puts data at the the top of the line like you know hmm? The computer and everything else ranks below data and accuracy as far as Picard's concerned. That's how much he trusts data. So I think later on, when it becomes about, no, we have to prove that data can still be trusted. We have to prove that, that he is an exemplary officer. We can't let that be diminished. It, you know, it's, it's not like super at the forefront, but it's kind of like, it just adds a little bit to, as a motivation for Picard just showing how much he does truly value and trust data. So the idea being that, He's not willing to let that be tarnished because of how much he does internally actually feel it. And it's shown there earlier in the episode when he uses Data's word as such an extreme height of, no, this is rock solid. This is, this is unwavering. We, we can't question that. And it's only yeah. once he's given irrefutable, you know, irrefutable evidence that, okay, we have to talk about this. We have to yeah. uh, look at him. So... No, that's, that, that side of it was really good. Uh, yeah, I, no, it was a lot of fun. Like I, said, I think I almost wish it was Data sneaking around, and not in the way that you know I wanted him to be malicious, but more mm. he, almost the idea that once the crew were knocked out, they, they were just out, and they didn't have this deal, and like Data had made the deal with them, and he was do, you know, doing all this technically behind all their backs, but that would have been kind of fun. Yeah, I get. This is the thing. One of my favorite sort of turns in the episode is when Crusher realizes that they've been awake as well. Because I, I yeah. thought for me that added a lot to the mystery. It was like, wait a minute, we were awake and we were doing. Th- it wasn't just that we were asleep. Right. It was. It was before that point. I was kind of yeah. along that line with Data, hoping for that. Because once she realized that Worf's hand had been broken or his wrist had been broken, um, and again that's another thing. He's like, wait, there's only a few people on this ship that could physically do that and one of them is data you know he has the strength and the speed like you know, that was like another sort of like hmm this is suspicious like yeah uh turns out it was actually troy with the alien uh being inside her yeah on troy that's one of the few clues that i'm not sure i really maybe i'm missing something 
Mm -hmm. Why was she still having like weird visions and stuff afterwards? You know, there's no alien there. Uh, you know, she has the moment in the mirror, for example. Like, mm -hmm. why? What What is she getting there? What am I missing? No, I mean, it's an interesting question, because I think at the end of the episode when Picard says, okay, we'll do it again, but this time we know what clues to avoid, right? We know how to yeah. make sure we don't know anything. And I, I did actually have the thought when he was saying that, well, how do you solve, like, Troy having these after effects of being possessed? Because that's essentially what it is. She's having, like, a weird after effect where, uh, you know, she's she's having headaches, she's, like, having like, a vision in the mirror where she sees maybe the entity instead of herself, because she says, oh, it wasn't me, I looked in the mirror and it wasn't me. Yeah. So... Yeah, I do. I do question like how do we how do they solve that? I, I wonder if it's just as simple as Troy being more aware of what's happened to her this time, and uh, you know, uh, maybe I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess it, it was the one element that that kind of stuck out to me in in terms of the the actual mystery, the clues that that you know, the Troy stuff just sticks out a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I think as long as she doesn't have the vision, if she just has a couple of headaches and then she's all right after that, I don't think ethanol go wrong right because uh, I, I really like the final scene the final scene which of course is just them waking up again and it's kind of almost plays out like it was going to before where picard's asking questions about this planet oh we should go back to that planet because we should, should check it out and i think what's interesting here is that they instead of saying what he said before he kind of you know says something different and he lets raker suggest a probe because in the first time i'm pretty sure it was data himself who said mm. no a probe would be more you know suitable i think captain but this time he lets Riker suggest it, so it's more of a sort of bouncing around and it's not all coming from him. And then, you know, there's a moment where it's like they've kind of convinced Picard and there's actually there's a moment in Picard's face, and I think this was probably intentional, where it's almost like he kind of gets a sense that he should leave it alone. Like he sort of... He's, not, he, he thinks about it, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, it's not so much that I think he remembers exactly what's happened, but more that he gets sort of like a sense of deja vu where he's like, you know what? Yeah, turn the probe. <laughs> let's, let's just go. It, it, it's like, yeah, he's like... Do you know what? It's just, I'm just going to let go. It's yeah. not worth it. He, he does kind of get to that eventually. It's just there's a moment, and it's, it's a good performance moment, I suppose, from Stuart, just because yeah. there's, there's a lot conveyed in just this little moment of hesitation. And it's like literally like a, a second long shot. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But I, I, did, I did love the camera just tra tracking into to Data with a almost a smirk in his face as he's like he's achieved this. And he's the only person now in Starfleet who knows of the existence of the of the Paxians, I believe, with the name of the race. That sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no, it's it's a fun way to end it, and it it's kind of it's kind of nice. Like I I almost would hope that they come back up later and they'll encounter them. And Data's like, hey, I've got like, there's actually a race that can help us with this. The Paxians and everyone else is like, the what? <laughs> We're talking about Data. Yeah, yeah. You're malfunctioning, uh, Data. <laughs> I, I appreciate it as well that um to to avoid this kind of becoming a recurring thing that we'll have to go through in the future. Mm. They were like, all right, put out a general order to you know not go oh, near sure. that yeah. section because of the wormhole it's unstable don't don't go near it uh so yeah it's all worked out well yeah yeah it's just it's a fun it's a fun episode uh like i say I, the only issue i have is is the the scene where they first you know talk to the alien we get the flashback of what actually happened not only does the the, the alien phrase some things very specifically that feels a bit too on the nose like the time frame and all yeah. that uh, but Picard seems to jump to the solution very quickly. It feels like he gets there with with almost very little prodding, where he says, "Well, if you can do that, then you can take away our memories." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, all right." Maybe jump yeah, into the yeah. It seemed a little confusing, and, and I agree. <laughs> it was that scene, and then like the, the what the the two of the little nitpicks I've had the the Troy yeah. stuff and the 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 you know data being to to Picard. It was you kind of the way the camera worked on that moment. Hmm. Um, but 
in the grand scheme of things, they're all pretty small complaints. They don't like add up to ruin the episode, and it's still a very fun episode overall. I think what I liked about it uh, is a is a piece of like mystery entertainment, or just or not even mystery, just a, a piece of uh, storytelling. Is that there was a good maybe like ten minutes or so at the start of the episode where it felt like there were so many random different things happening, and to their credit, they all eventually felt that you know they all they all fit into what was going on in the episode. But, you know, like, early on, it's like, okay, so Data's been awake and he's said something. There's a little bit of weirdness to it, but whatever. But when it cut to, like, Crusher and she's, like, sort of, like, arguing with her, like, her, like, her, you know, her fellow doctor Assistant. about about the uh, the plants. Like, did you touch my experiment? And she's like, no, I would never do that, doctor. And I was like, this is kind of weird. I mean, I'm intrigued, but it, it felt like between that and then Troy's headaches, it felt like there was a lot of different things going on. And I wasn't, I genuinely wasn't sure how they all fit together. And to the credit, it does. Once it starts to come together and it becomes about, okay, Data's up to something and he knows something. Yeah, I agree. And I actually think you were more right the first time when you said it's it's a mystery technique rather than a storytelling yeah, technique. Yeah, I guess it because is. Because yeah. it, is, it is something that you see in a lot of mystery movies. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just mean in the sense that there's so many different moving parts and I'm not really sure... Like, okay, what's the A-plot here, exactly? And then, obviously, by the time everything, the ball gets rolling and it becomes clear, okay, there's this missing time, data's involved, it's very clear that everything we've been talking about is happening because of this day. Uh, you know, right. everything and, that's going and on. It's interesting, because by the end, I don't think there really is a B-plot in this episode. Technically, no. Technically, no. But that's Because okay. everything feeds in quite organically and quite importantly into the overall mystery that it, there is no kind of distinct separate plot. In the, yeah, by the end. and you wouldn't want to force it uh, too much. Uh, I suppose we have to give a shout out to the because at the start of the episode, there's like an opening little montage where you see Crusher put her little orbs with the the, the alien flowers, is like in the little you know doohickey. Um, but there's one of the other things there that never really comes up again is just it's like Riker and uh, and Worf, like they're in like a like a karate class or something, doing like yeah. you know, various moves. I was like. Can we, is there more of this? Can we, are we going to get more of this? And uh, let's not forget the ongoing saga of Chief O'Brien and his new wife, Keiko. Uh, he she was trying to do some gardening for her. Uh, trying to do some gardening together. A bit, a bit of a yep. hobby. It's not going so well for him. Well, no, he, well, he had to go to Medbase, so that clearly shows how well that's going. Yep. <laughs> and also, he did admit he's kind of killing all the plants. Yes, yes. Uh, not intentionally, but he's just not very good at what he's yep. trying, that's all. Uh, so... No, uh, well, that, that, that's the other thing actually is that you know Crusher because Picard's not necessarily willing to jump on the train of like something weird's going on right away. I mean, it doesn't last for long. It's essentially just one scene. But she goes to O'Brien on her own and like asks like, "Hey, can you look up these records and see like who would use the transporter last?" Because that's actually how she proves that time has passed. Is she like yeah, yeah. the last person to go through the transporter? Like their like cells should read this way, but they don't they read this way because of the the day these, cycle. These things have degraded more or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was basically because every time you go to the transport, it, it, it reads yourself. So she's got someone she can compare to, you know, as as close to possible right before the the incident. Yeah, she's got, she's got something with a, yeah. a timestamp, and you know, can measure the degradation since then. Yeah, so it, she she proves scientifically, and that's the point where okay, Picard's not going to argue with science once yeah. it's been proven to him. He's and like, okay. I did actually like the scene where Picard kind of not dismisses her, but it's very questioning when she comes with the plants. He's like, well, maybe maybe you've ended up with some fast-growing strain or something. You know, he's he's offering potential solutions, and and she's like, well, you know, you know, these are all different strains, all from different parts of that planet. If it was just one of them, sure, I'd be willing to accept that. 
uh you know maybe the wormhole affected one of them in one way but all of them seems a bit much yeah okay yeah, it's fun that was a good episode that's really good fun what solid character beats uh and like i say you know picard essentially sticking up for data when he realizes that's what's really on the line here uh yeah. it was kind of that one of those little heartwarming picard moments that felt like it meant something and i appreciate it. it kind of does it without really saying it that much no, no, it just it just does it. It's like a couple of sentences that it doesn't swell up too much. It's you know, and not, this is not a complaint because I love when the music swells up and and Patrick Stewart is given a monologue to like talk about why he's doing Always something. Great. But yeah, this was a bit more understated. This one, so good stuff. Uh, so the next episode, episode fifteen of the season, is called First Contact. Disguised as an alien prior to First Contact, Will's life becomes uh, imperiled when when incurred injuries reveal his foreign internal structure. To a xenophobic alien population, uh, so yeah, obviously Will's okay, a character I've not met yet. <laughs> Just uh, clarify that. Well, no, well, I I thought that was as in Will Riker. He's disguised as an alien on this planet, and the planet has not ah. had first contact yet. But then they they discover he is quote unquote foreign in that he's human. Yeah, nothing's been learned. I'll be on. I'll, I'm going to be honest. I kind of forgot that Riker's first name was Will. Uh, Jesus Christ. How many seasons? They almost call him Raker. Still. <laughs> do, do you know everyone else's names? Sure. Look, sometimes you just have a blank moment and you... I never call him Will, okay? When was the last time we called him Will? We, collectively, uh... Never. Maybe at some point? <laughs> no, the answer's probably never. I'm, I just don't want to use the word never here. It's probably never. I don't, I don't want to put that label on it. I would be surprised if we've called him Will before this episode more than once. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was none. I would also not be surprised. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so, yeah, First Contact next episode. So, um, not to be confused with the movie First Contact, which we'll get to after the show at some point. So, there you go. Uh, so, let us know what you thought of this episode of Star Trek. And see comments below. You can like and subscribe. All that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the content and the show and make sure everything keeps coming, uh, you can, of course, hit the like button, which is the free and easy way to do it. You can also support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV and get some bonuses for your trouble. And $1 uh, per month is more than we would make if you watched every single video that we put out on TV. So, uh, do not uh, think that that's too low an amount uh, there's no too low amount thank you yeah I, th I think technically below a dollar is too low an amount because patreon won't accept it but other than that well yeah you know what i mean um <laughs> well no it's not no because also just hitting the like button is also good support so yes uh, free, it is yeah so free is also a valid form of support so therefore it, it, it there is, is touche so there is therefore no low amount technically yes on patreon you can't go below a dollar because it'll let you but that's okay uh, so there you go that is us so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching Star Trek guys and somewhere out there although none of us remember it now because he's been erased from the timeline <laughs> imagine they all woke up from the, the nap and it was like who's Wesley? who's Wesley Crusher? if only Wesley Crusher somewhere forgotten in time and complete control of nothing <laughs>